1: Hey, it's Rachel Cook, your Modern Mentor, and today we're going to talk about some of the work habits and routines that it may be time for you to rethink. Sometimes the things we think are serving us are actually holding us back from something bigger and better. So let's talk about what routines you may want to question and how to make change happen. My dad has always been a runner. So when I graduated from college, determined to bump up my own fitness, I took up running because in my family, fitness was running. Two years later, slim and grumpy, I had an epiphany. I hate running. I had defaulted to running as a means of fitness just because I had never stopped to question it. But in 2003, I joined my first gym and a whole new beautiful world opened up to me. Today, I do everything at the gym, uh, except run. And I'm fitter now than ever. Sorry, dad. The point is that sometimes we hold on to assumptions about the way things are or should be. We stick with routines and habits, not because they're true or good, just because we've never questioned them. And sometimes those old assumptions can get in the way of our best results. I see people doing the same thing in the workplace. We do things on autopilot out of habit, but it's time to stop and question some of these defaults. Today, let's talk about the most common habits that have us stuck and the tactics we can use to break out of them. The first is saying yes to the meeting. When a meeting request comes in, chances are you check your availability. And if the time is open on your calendar, you accept, right? I was guilty of this for years. But what if we asked better questions? Instead of just asking, am I available? What if you tried asking, do I think that whatever's on the agenda for this meeting actually warrants a meeting? Is there something specific the organizer is looking for me to deliver in this meeting, or is it just to keep me in the loop, which, by the way, I could probably do with an email? Would attending this meeting help me to deliver on my goals and commitments? Will this meeting provide me with an opportunity for exposure or connection to someone important? Is participating in this meeting the best relative use of that hour? If your answers are anything but yes, then you owe yourself the gift of a pause before you hit accept. Being invited to a meeting doesn't or shouldn't obligate you to donate an hour of your time to someone else's agenda. An open slot on your calendar doesn't have to equate to an implicit invitation to anyone else to snatch up that time. Next time you receive a calendar invite, pause and reflect before you hit yes. Your time is a precious resource, and part of your job is to manage its expenditure wisely. Is that meeting indeed the best use of your time? Or is saying yes just a bad habit worth breaking?
0: It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of
1: Realtors. Hey, it's Rachel. If you're like me, then you love hearing from inspiring leaders, especially when it comes to the bold decisions they've made on their journey to success. That's why I recommend checking out the new season of Deep Purpose from Harvard Business School. Renowned business mind and HBS professor Ranjay Gulati sits down with executives from companies like Levi Strauss, Unilever, and Alaska Airlines to discuss the courageous business decisions they made and the impact they had. Don't miss out. Listen to season two of Deep Purpose wherever you get your podcasts, and tell them I sent you.
2: Are you a PR professional, journalist, marketer, or writer? Then you know the importance of Associated Press style, and you also know the frustration of keeping up with its ever-changing rules and recommendations. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl, and to help you with those challenges, I've created a course that you and your team don't want to miss. It covers the latest updates to AP Style, and we even talk about the new AP guidelines for writing about and experimenting with AI. And we have a special deal running right now. If you purchase the on-demand course with the code MCMIL, that's M-A-C-M-I-L, you get a $90 discount. So whether you're working on a pitch, a business agreement, or a story, don't let embarrassing writing mistakes hold you back. Get the course at bit.ly slash grammar on demand, all lowercase,
1: and sign up with the code McMill. The next one is responding immediately to that email. An email in your inbox commands a quick reply, right? There are emails that do indeed command immediate attention. Ignoring that customer complaint, that question from your boss's boss's boss, or even that electronic tap on the shoulder from HR might be a dangerous move. But so many of the emails torturously hitting our inboxes daily are frankly things, issues, questions, and concerns that, if given a bit of time to air out, will probably resolve themselves. My husband has mastered this one. I am notorious at losing things, and he is my go-to finder. He gets countless texts and emails from me each week, whining about something I've lost. He ignores me for a while, knowing I'll find 90% of it on my own, eventually. And for the sake of our marriage, once I've survived the waiting period, he will indeed help me find that 10%. The same concept applies at work. Your colleague is having trouble interpreting the data you've shared, or can't recall where you filed that monthly report, or they're wondering whether you can help them fix this glitchy thing. I'm not suggesting you ignore her completely. I'm just suggesting you sit on it for 24 hours or so. Because in that time, it's likely she'll figure out the data, find the report, and realize she just needed to restart her computer. Because restarting your computer is the answer 94% of the time, in my experience. By letting go of your default habit to answer every email right away, you win back time, energy, and attention you can better direct elsewhere. The next one is accepting every assignment your boss offers. You want to be a good citizen at work, but don't confuse saying yes to everything with being the most strategic team member you can be. Bosses on balance are busy. They don't always have the time or presence of mind to track all they've asked you to do or to assess the strategic relevance of each project. Last week, one of my clients was complaining about Essie, his director of strategy. I asked her nearly two weeks ago to deliver a report to me, and I'm still waiting on it. Out of curiosity, I asked him how many other things he had asked of Essie in the past few weeks. He did a quick scan of his scent box and realized he'd asked seven different things of her in the past three weeks. He wasn't tracking these things, and suddenly he realized he had asked a lot of her. He needed to help her prioritize, but Essie needed to be better at asking questions of him. Next time you're in Essie's position, Challenge your default to say yes and try asking your boss, how should I think about the priority of this project, task, or activity relative to the others on my plate? What's the outcome you're hoping this project will deliver? And is there a faster or more efficient way to get us to that outcome? And might anyone else in the organization be working on something similar that maybe we could leverage? Play the role of strategic thinker to ensure you're spending your limited time and energy in the most productive ways. What are some of the other default habits you find yourself falling into? Maybe you're chasing the next promotion without asking yourself whether you really want it. Or you say yes to every invitation to network with someone without wondering whether this introduction will serve your goals. Don't be afraid to look at your own default settings. What is the one thing you really need to start questioning? And how might doing so move you forward in a more intentional way? I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll join me back here next week. Until then, you can follow Modern Mentor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor podcast page on LinkedIn. If you have a question I can answer, shoot me an email at Mentor at quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks again so much for listening and have a successful week.